from the studios here in Omaha, Nebraska. Welcome to the 47th episode of The Other Kind Radio for March 17th, 2019. Happy St. Patrick's Day. The Other Kind Radio is a weekly podcast that focuses on pop culture. Myself and my co-host, we uh, ping pong back and forth between different elements of pop culture and bring it to you, the kind listeners, so that you can sit back, relax, stay up to date, and also get a few laughs in there in between our own follies and the other goofiness. My name is Jeff. I'm one of your hosts. Todd is your other host and will be joining us from his studio near Dallas, Texas in just a few moments. But first, we, uh, returning kind listeners, welcome back. We appreciate your continued support and hope you enjoy today's presentation. If this is your first time joining us here at The Other Kind Radio, then a tip of the cap to you. You have managed to navigate through the web of the internet and find us on the many different ways to listen to this podcast in the plethora of what are called podcatchers. And uh, we appreciate you. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, now then, uh, at the end of the podcast, at the end of the broadcast, at the end of the show, if you don't mind, uh, take a few moments, subscribe, maybe rate us. Um, or send us an email. Let us know what you thought of the show. Our email address, easiest one to use, is info, I-N-F-O, at theotherkindradio.com. So we're glad you're here and look forward to seeing you next time as a return listener to The Other Kind Radio. On today's show, we have some housekeeping, some corrections to go over. We're going to talk a little bit about St. Patrick's. Neither Todd or I are huge St. Patrick's uh, celebrators, but, you know, it is a pop culture marvel this day every year. Uh, so we're going to talk a little bit about uh, St. Patrick's. But the main meat, the main, not not meathead like last uh, episode, the main meat of the show is going to be focused around Todd has so sacrificed his body, his strength, his energy, and gone out to South by Southwest in Austin, Texas. He's going to give us a little bit of a review. He's got some music lined up, and we'll review that. And we're excited to uh, kind of go over. I've never been to South by Southwest, so I'm excited to hear what his thoughts are. And uh, uh, so we'll be going over that. And then, of course, we'll return you back to your uh, regular scheduled life events. So I'm sure by now Todd has his studio fired up. Uh, so let's get the director, movie director, author, musician, Foley expert, and Southwest by so what is South by Southwest? See, I always say Southwest by South, but that, I'm sure they threw that on the board, but it didn't stick. But anyway, he is a South by Southwest seasoned veteran on the show. Todd, let's see if we can tune him in. See if we can, you know, I, I hopefully he can hear us. I know things can get pretty crazy down there. I'm just gonna adjust that a little bit. A little. Oh, oh, oh! I think I hear him. I think I hear him. Todd, I need a little bit more in the monitors. A little bit more in the monitors. Can you take me up a little bit, please? Here, just a little bit. Let me adjust that for you. When you go to South by Southwest, do you know how many times you see that? Because the bands come on stage and they're literally helping to set everything up. A little more in the monitors. A little more in the monitors. You actually get numb to that saying. Like, oh dear God, give the people more. Why don't you just? You're a sound guy, Jeff. Why don't they just leave the monitor mix essentially where it was? Well, here's the thing. Here's my short theory. 
because I did witness this recently at an event that I wasn't m- mixing at, but I was uh, uh, managing. Mm-hmm. The band gets there, they're in an environment they haven't been around, and they got to show their worth. They, if they just showed up and started playing, everybody would be like, that's easy, I could do that. But if they walk in and start complaining about sounds and wanting more monitor and a little bit of this, and I mean, I've seen everybody from, you know, people... Oh yeah! Oh oh yeah yeah yeah! Hey hey hey, Tony! Yeah yeah, this is just like uh, this is just like uh, when we were in Alabama at that one bar. Yeah, you hear that? Gonna need to take your your bass drum down just by about three songs kind of tense. So yeah, but, uh, you know you're probably right. That really is a way to walk in and say, "Hey, I'm in charge now." The other band that was a great band, and right. we're gonna thank them at some point, even though we really didn't listen to them. Exactly. But they were a great band. Thanks so much, man. That's great. <laughs> But you need to walk in and show you're an expert. Yeah, you got, you got to do it a little bit. Yeah. But mine's working. It really sounds good. Good, 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 good. So I'm excited to hear about that. Let's get through our little items before we get to that huge event. I'm excited. I've never been, and I'm gonna. I'm looking forward to you giving us a walkthrough of South by Southwest. But first, as always, how was your week? I know it was jam-packed. Uh, it was. You know, it was one of those crazy weeks. Um when you take time off from work, I swear that those days somehow, even though they really probably aren't any busier, seem chaotic. And so I had one of those weeks of, oh, my God. And then I was all, all of a sudden gone. I intended to um, take a thing called a mega bus, which is apparently this new kind of transportation. They have this and I forgot one other company where you get on the bus and they have Wi-Fi and they serve you drinks. It's like being on an airplane, but on a bus. I was going to take that to Austin. But at the last minute, I got a gig on Saturday and at the House of Blues, nonetheless. Ooh. Ooh. Is this I in, Chevy City rock and roll? Was this new band? Uh, it's it's not even a band I'm a part of. You got a, a gig without plays, a band? You are a god. <laughs> a friend of mine, a fiddle player, who plays with me in another project, uh, called and said, hey, this guy that I play with often is, not, is a little under the weather. Could you come sit and play Cajon, which is little box you beat on and whatnot and i said sure i'll show up so the long story short i couldn't take the mega bus and i ended up doing what i hate doing driving mega all boss. the way to austin so when you ask how my week was mm-hmm. i'm exhausted jeff Good i am Lord. barely hanging on right now my eyes are barely open i'm gonna say you you did a gig without even a band you played with your cojones in front of people <laughs> can you play two because that actually would be the correct vernacular so if you're playing one it's a cajon Mm-hmm. And like, man, you, I've never seen some guy play two cojones. You could, you nah. could easily, you know, you could put a pedal to one and slap around on it with your foot. <laughs> <laughs> I love it when I make Jeff turn and laugh. <laughs> See what we did there, folks. We had a really good, really good adults uh, conversation going on, and I not only, I not only, you know, took it in the wrong direction, uh, Todd. Gleefully followed me down <laughs> on that road. Um, okay, cool. So you, so you, you gigged. You, you were down by South by Southwest. You took a week off of vacation, which we won't get into it on this show, but is becoming in its own, um, in its own global element, I guess. Like the worst thing you can do now. All I hear about whenever you know, so I'll talk to somebody from work and they'll say, uh, you know, I'm going on vacation. They'll come back, say, Hey, I was vacation. And it this response is the same. Oh my God, I wish I had never taken the time off because their emails are, are backed up and it's really getting sad. You know, it's hard to unplug. Do you actually turn off your email when you're on vacation? 
I can't because I am literally the one person that does what I do in the massive company that I work for. And I have people covering my butt, but at the same time, if something comes up, they need to be able to get me. And sure enough, I'm like, God, Todd, this, and I'm like, I'm out of the office till Monday. Your problem doesn't exist until Wednesday of next week. Can you leave leave me alone? So, you know, I had some of that. Well, at least you get to do that. And I mean, that's the thing, because the trade-off is you take 15, 20 minutes of every day that you're taking off from work to go through your emails. So when you get back, you don't want to punch a puppy. Folks, we don't punch (laughs) puppies here. We really don't. Um, Unless you email me on vacation, at which point I do contone punching puppies. Not not really. Not really. It's a proverbial puppy. Like a pound puppy. No, that was a toy back in the 80s. Never mind. Um, Well, good. Myself, um, I left on Monday to go to San Antonio for just a couple of nights for a work-related thing. Uh, Got to the airport on, um, actually left on Sunday. And, you know, judging the airport out of here, Omaha is always a bit of a guessing game. Um, but arrived to find it jam packed. Like, you know, it's kind of like if you put a bunch of people on your super bus, um, and that it's not a really huge space, but if you put a lot of people on it, it can get pretty crowded. But the sad thing that I noticed was, um, the number of kids and parents fighting because of the mismanagement of time. Um, Folks, if you're if in the Omaha area or anywhere else within the other kind listenership, if you're going to go on vacation, get to the airport early, two hours before. Because here's the thing. You don't know how busy the airport's going to be. You're not the only family traveling that day. So you may have to stand in line for anywhere between 30 to 45 minutes before you can get past security and at your gate. Now, way back in the day when Todd and I first started traveling, it, airports were not fun. They were right there with a stick in the mud. Just barely above a stick in the mud. But now, especially being a veteran travelers like Todd and I am, especially DFW, but even Omaha has a pretty nice airport. And you've got your phone, you've got your tablet, you can watch shows, you can play games. Get there early. I promise you, the worriness of, of having to sit in the airport and entertain two kids and, and a husband or wife while you're waiting for your plane uh, boarding is going to be far more beneficial then the stress and the I saw kids crying. We're not going to get to go on vacation. I saw moms and dads fighting. I told you to get here two hours early. And I mean, it was just, and I had so many taps on the shoulder when I'm standing in security and you turn and you see whatever parent has been elected to go through the entire line of people. And this morning it was probably around 80 people to say, I am so sorry. We're running late. Can we skip ahead of you in line? And of course I always say yes, but at the same time, you know, I kind of shake my head and like, you know, just, just get there a little early, get there early. You're traveling. The last thing you want to stress about is missing your flight. Cause that'll mess up your day for sure. Uh, I did make it down to San Antonio, beautiful city, very nice people got to go down by the river walk, uh, where a lot of people go and, and, uh, take a boat down the river, which, uh, to me was kind of surprising, but you know, some people like that. I ate at a wonderful restaurant down there, and I just have to add that uh, I was looking at the Yelp reviews, and it was a three-star Mexican restaurant, and the food was fantastic. So I'm like, why is it three stars? I started reading the reviews, and people kept saying, don't go to this restaurant. It's a tourist trap. And I'm like, you literally can walk out and jump into the river walk. (laughs) It's like going to Disneyland and going, man, there's so many mice there. It's just not good, you know, or it's so touristy. Disneyland is so touristy. 
blew me away because the food was amazing. And I talked to the uh, server that I had and was just, you know, commenting on the fact that somebody would give them one star because it's a touristy place when it's right next to the river walk. Just, just a little crazy. Well, you know, that goes back to the internet truly is a toilet of unwanted opinions. People <laughs> right. always have to, well, that place is just this and this and this, right. you know, their chairs the were uncomfortable. I'm giving yeah. you one star. Yeah. And the funny thing is, it's the same as, oh, God, now we're going down a rabbit hole. I'm not, I'm going to just say this rabbit hole exists. It's gotcha. the rabbit hole of critics in general, people that simply exist to say, well, this place is that and that. Yeah. And it's like, I'm sorry, have you ever run a restaurant? Do you know what it takes? Exactly. Oh, no, you just have an opinion. Right, because Bob's Taco Shop, what are they going to do? Are they going to put more more money into the food, that's the, the equipment that's going to cook the food that you're going to eat? Or are they going to go out and buy $85 chairs? Because I guarantee those same people would get, still give it one star and say, the chairs were very comfortable, but the tacos were awful. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway. you, you definitely hit something that is a, a raw nerve for me. So maybe at yeah, some point we we'll should talk about perception versus reality right, of reviews, right, et cetera. Writing it down right now. And I know we're on a little bit of a time scale, but thank you for, but yeah, anyway, got back safe from San Antonio. Uh, it was a wonderful trip. Everybody down there was really nice. I talked to a few people. We may have a few kind listeners down in San Antonio and, and enjoyed that. So thank you. Um, next up real quick, um, <laughs> a little bit of, and I was very surprised. I, I texted, uh, the results of this to Todd and, and was uh, glad to find somebody as excited as I. So, um, while I was in San Antonio, as I often do now, as I'm getting older, I wake up at two or three in the morning and can't go back to sleep. So because of my dedication to the other kind radio and the kind listener is so deep, I decided to dive into Ricky Gervais's new show, uh, Afterlife, and I watched all six episodes, and I, a 46-year-old male, was bawling my eyes out. It's a great show. It's fantastic. I highly recommend it. We'll review it at some point. Todd hasn't seen it, so I'm not going to get into too much detail. So I'm sitting there, and I'm feeling a little inspired because one of the messages of the show is, you know... Um, Get out there and do it. You know, you have so much time, do it while you can. So I'm sitting there, I'm feeling grateful that uh, we have this show and, and, and I've got a job and blah, 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 blah. And so I send a tweet to Ricky Gervais and I wrote something simple like um, a big thank you to you and everyone involved with Afterlife. Um, it's a brilliant show. Uh, you know, thank you so much. And there, about 20 minutes later, Ricky Gervais liked my tweet, and I hit the ceiling. Now, folks, I understand that Ricky is a very busy person. He probably has assistants that watch his account, and, you know, I, I understand it may not have been the real person, per se, that liked my tweet, but the fact that I got some feedback from him and a like was amazing. So I immediately start screen capturing and sending to different people in the family and friends and stuff. And of course my dad was pretty excited. I didn't hear back from really anybody. And even, uh, sweet Catherine was just kind of like, meh. <laughs> so I like, you know, someone at night with a flashlight trying to find someone else, you know, with a flashlight to share the beauty of flashlights. I'm like, I will text Todd. And so I text Todd and I'm like, look who da da da. 
And of course, I finally got what I was looking for, an all-caps tweet from Todd saying, that's awesome, you rock, that's great. So thank you once again to my very good friend Todd for sharing the excitement. I understand on the scale of things between like winning the lottery and everything, this, this for most is pretty down low. But for me, again, it was, you know, uh, just saw him. And of course the, the running joke that I, you know, gave a tired head to everybody for the next week was how Ricky and I were besties and stuff like that. So I thank you to you, Todd, for participating in my excitement about getting a like on Twitter. Well, I, truth be told to the kind listener, I was incredibly jealous and hated your guts at that point. I thought of all the times I've tweeted stuff to people and they just ignore me. Son of a Jeff gets not only a, a like, I like from a genius. <laughs> so I don't care if it was the assistant that also right. gets or an accident prescriptions or a what? Or an accident. It, whatever it may be, you got it. <laughs> God, I love Ricky Gervais and I can't wait to watch that show. You're going to, so. you're going to love it. It's, it's a life changer and I can't wait. We'll break it down on here. Um, I actually had a, a little bit of time this week to watch a couple things. Um, I did watch an episode of shrill. I felt guilty. I re- went back and listened to the show and we kind of, I know we were getting through it for time, but shrill is actually pretty good. It deals with some really, um, interesting, facts and it's not just another show at first i thought it was going to be like a a kind of a reboot of sex in the city but it's not it's good it's witty uh the young woman that is the main actress on there who uh the reason why i listened to it is she was a recent guest on um uh wtf with mark maron and uh she was very composed her um her story um is pretty interesting on how she went and you know went to school in chicago and then got on snl and everything so i'm looking up her name right now just because we should be at least a little bit ahead of it it's uh ad bryant uh who's the main actress on there but it's well written well done worth checking out i also checked out fleabag which we can talk a little bit more later i'm not so good on that um and i tried to find a little bit of love death and robots or love robots and death or whatever it was too um trying to keep up that 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 spring lineup um and invite the kind listener to go back and listen to that because a lot of the shows that we talked about are now out and worth taking a listen to before we get to uh saint patrick's day I do want to point out, uh, this will make, uh, hopefully make Todd smile. So, uh, on the last episode, Beaker sent us this wonderful email regarding the whole Steven Spielberg and Netflix, uh, argument about what's a film, blah, 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 blah. And I thought he had written the email he sent us and he texted me last night and said, uh, actually that was from morning coffee. It was a copy and paste. So what I thought was, um, an excellent written email was plagiarism. So unfortunately, <laughs> underneath the uh, the other kind radio rules, which I had to go look up, aka makeup, um, Beaker now loses his January. Uh, the other kind listener for the month. Uh, we're gonna have to, wah, 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 yeah, wah. we're just gonna have wah. to just take that away, and we're gonna have to give it to Todd. So Todd, you are the January the other kind radio uh, listener of the month. So congratulations. That means that I now have to forego every other thing because we can't afford to give me both the listener of the month <laughs> and a co-host. So now I've been demoted at the same time, but I'll take it. Right. It's yeah. Just they cancel each other out. <laughs> um, so, uh, but uh, all kidding aside, thank you to Beaker for getting that into us and setting me straight as far as that. All right. 
Now, for the kind listener, um, as I said in the intro, <clears throat> today is St. Patrick's Day. So for all of you who are celebrating and having a great time, maybe you've had a few drinks, maybe you're a little drunker wonker, and you're listening to the show. Uh, for those listening to the show, welcome to the show. That's actually an old Robin Williams bit. That's um, also called plagiarism, but go right, ahead. Right, that's, yeah, now I'm plagiarizing, but yeah, yeah. Well, now I've lost my <laughs> listenership. Um, welcome to the show. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Uh, I'm on Wikipedia, and so I'm looking at like St. Patrick's Day was made of official Christian feast day in the early 17th century, observed by the Catholic Church. Um, commer- uh, commemorates St. Patrick and the arrival of Christianity in Ireland. Did you know that? No. <laughs> I, I know that's great podcasting, but... No, actually, it was, it was more like Jeff needed a drink of coffee. Um, <laughs> celebrates. Actually, you know what I'm going to start doing for the kind of listener? We watch each other via mm. cams because we're, you know, half a continent apart. Right. But from now on, when I see you go for a drink, that is going to be my cue for one word answer. Just so you're screwed. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Tell me your tell me your thoughts on today's movement as far as the black and white. No, I, can, I can't even make up a, uh, a funny question. But yes, keep an no. eye on that. I'll have to get a coffee cup that is the same color as my green screen. So you won't see the cup. You'll just see it, you know, like, oh, what is he doing? <laughs> All right. Uh, celebrations generally involve public parades and festivals and the wearing of green uh, attire or shamrocks. Um, so it's a public holiday in the Republic of Ireland. Um, this is good because I've never really, you know, 46 years old, I've never really looked into this. I just remember St. Patty's Day was that day that kind of snuck up on you. You know, you're coming out of winter. You've had New Year's and, and Christmas or holidays, I guess you're supposed to say now. And then you had Valentine's Day, which is like, you know, for some people's the, oh, shit, it's Valentine's Day. And then March gets around and you're kind of just getting back into your groove of work or whatever you're doing. And then all of a sudden it's like, hey, man. What are you doing this weekend? So, I don't know. I think I'll, you know, check out a movie, maybe play a video game. Dude, Sunday, St. Patrick's Day. Oh, boy. And then it just becomes a, a drunkathon. Now, Todd, you don't strike me as somebody, but have you partaken in the holiday? Have you ever, let me put it this way, especially when I first moved to Dallas back in 1999, um, d- d- we would wake up with this, you know, like Saturday and be like, gonna take it easy. Tomorrow's St. Patty's Day. So you get up with the with the explicit, you know, goal of getting up at eight or nine in the morning and starting to drink and then trying to drink all day. I, I'm not entirely sure. I think your question was you don't strike me as this kind of person. So right. I don't know what the question was, but for the kind of listener, I'm gonna that? take it back. I, I don't understand St. Patty's Day. Yeah. I, I, I don't have memories. I don't know, Jeff. I, I'm even looking up, why do we pinch people if mm. they don't wear green on St. Patty's Day? Look at you. I, it's one of those because, can I confess something on the show? Absolutely. Welcome to Confessions. I like to drink. I like to drink a lot of beer. <laughs> and I don't need a day for somebody to tell me to go drink it and for you to put dye in it. I don't <laughs> need it. Now, the funny thing is last night... Um, as I mentioned, I came back from South by to play a gig. My wife and daughter went to listen because, you know, it, half the time that I play gigs, I'm playing in nasty, smoky bars. And, hey, it was actually House of Blues, and it's in the restaurant area. But they could sit quietly 
and enjoy food. Mm -hmm. They had food. I did not eat. After it's over, my daughter wants to hang out. So I take her to a local restaurant, which is crazed with people in green and little Irish hats and beads and they're drinking green beer. And even my daughter, Abby, looked and said, I don't understand. Jeff, I don't get it. Yeah. If you can explain to me, I get what St. Patty's Day is, but why? Why do we need a day that says drink when we already drink? Well, and you know what? You, you make a good point because it's kind of the same thing like Valentine's Day. Why, why do you need a day to be nice to the person that you're with when you should be nice to them every day? Valentine's Day should be the invert. That should be the day that you don't have to be nice. Yeah, that it should be. Break. I always tell my wife, I'm like, look, if I really need a day to tell you I love exactly. you, then we have a real problem in real our relationship. Problem. Valentine's Day should be bring me a sandwich day, please and thank you. You put it at the Ooh. end of it. <laughs> I like I, I like that idea. So I found out yes. the pinching. Yes. Would you like to know where pinching comes from? I would. From? I would. It's an American tradition that dates back to the 1700s. Apparently, because. Back then, they would say leprechauns can't be seen. They're mischievous, so they pinch people to remind if you're not wearing, you'll get pinched by a leprechaun. It was an Irish tradition, apparently, that they brought to the early Americas. So you were supposed to pinch somebody without them knowing that you were pinching them? I guess it's well, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to say it's stupid because I agree with you. I don't really understand it. I've partaken in it. When I, when I, when I moved, okay. down to, moved to Dallas, I went to the Lower Greenville Parade, and thank you in the pre-production for helping me remember that. And you go, and look, and usually some days it's cold in Dallas terms, and you go stand there, and there's people that come by, and you drink green beer, and then you just proceed to drink all day. And I understand. I mean, I've never really gotten into it that much, but for some reason, and we just must be the anomalies, you know, uh, a lot of people really enjoy it. To them, it's a very big day. I have been in Chicago when they've turned the uh, waterway downtown Chicago green. It's a sight to behold. I've also been in Chicago at a local Irish pub just having a beer and had a full-on bagpipe group come in and play. Um, it was awesome it was loud i couldn't hear for a couple of days so i get it a lot of, i mean it's tradition and i guess if you're brought up in an, in an environment where that tradition is is a big thing then when the day hits you go right i mean if i'm sure if you and i are raised by parents that said hey it's you know it's st patrick's day let's go let's get our, our garb on and everything then you know it's good but so i agree the kind listener i need to say something yes i've been and do not correct yourself. I've been dressed down truthfully. It's not stupid. It's silliness that I don't per- there you go. participate in. Yeah. Well, I just, I just don't, you know, some people really enjoy it, but no, you're absolutely yeah. right. I get that. I yeah. get it. But, uh, so happy St. Patty's day, uh, to everybody out there. As I've said a couple times and happy St. Patrick's day to you, Todd. And, uh, I know, I think I may know the answer and get my coffee cup ready to go here, but Todd, do you have a specific St. Patrick's day memory that you'd like to share with a kind listener? No, <laughs> no, I don't. You know, um, I, I'm trying to rewind through my mind of, do you ever play some gigs on St. Patrick's day? I know I have. Um, <laughs> the problem is, is that so many of those times I was probably drunk as well and right. you know, whatever, um, I don't really, I really have tried to comb through it. I, my, my background, when you said that about, you know, if we had parents that brought us up, into yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a very German background with a name like Hartzell, you know, you can kind of hear that. Yeah. Um, and we, none of us ever, you know, 
Oktoberfest. We didn't ever do anything like that. We didn't celebrate that. So my family, even with all of the craziness that goes on, have never been those to to celebrate these kind of things. I, I I'm boring, Jeff. I don't have a single St. Patty's Day memory. So you know what I'm going to do today? You make one. I'm, I'm going to go make one. You're going to get arrested. I'm going to take some green food coloring with me and I'm just going to, wherever I go eat, I'm going to put it all over my food and then people's stuff next to me. And that's my St. Patty's Day memory. Thank you very much. <laughs> that's good. I, I might get arrested, which would be a real memory. You know, and I, I don't really either. So I can't give you that, that hard of a time about it because again, for the most part, it was just get up, you know, we're getting up early. We're going to be drinking beer and then you go sit in a bar and yeah. you basically do what you would do most other weekends, especially during the football season, except at St. Patrick's Day. And again, it, and having been a bartender, it, along with New Year's, for most bartenders, is just another nightmare day. Now, granted, you make some good coin, but it's mainly just dealing with people that, because it's St. Patrick's Day, they can over overindulge, and then you've got to deal with, you know, the craziness right. that... Uh, that uh, follows but you know hopefully everybody will be safe out there and and have a good saint patrick's day and i'm glad you're going to get some food coloring um i think uh sweet catherine and i are going to go and and grab a beer i don't know if it'll be green but we'll grab a beer somewhere and uh raise our glass uh in honor of saint patrick's day and and when you feel the a glass hitting yours i'm raising it right back to you guys and then watch out because the uh, food coloring will make it all all the way up there. Yeah, when I, I'm going to somehow pass it to you. When I look down at my my uh, hot wing and it's suddenly green, I'll be like, "Oh wow, where's Todd?" He. Or when I'm I, about as big as a leprechaun, so you know I am sort of mischievously going around. Hey, when I feel when I feel somebody pinching me, I'm like, "Oh, um, cool. All right, well, St. Patrick's Day, good stuff." Um, and there you go. I don't have any music for it. I, I thought about you know some some production, but. I'm so scared I'm going to play something that sounds Irish, but really is for like a death march or something. And, and I just don't want to offend anybody. So happy St. Patrick's Day. All right, we'll move on to the, the main stage here. And I'm very excited to hear about this. Um, as I know, Todd and I are going to make plans, hopefully next year, to attend together. And before you get into everything on the links and everything you've been so kind to uh, provide us, I've got a couple questions about South by Southwest. So, uh, are you ready for those? Bring it. Okay. So, South by Southwest is what? Well, South by Southwest started, and and I don't have the the start date. It's okay. Uh, as a music only festival, and a friend that I attend this with has been going since the early early days. I don't know that he went the first year, but he went within the first couple when it was entirely in a hotel. Hmm. And then it began to <clears throat> spread out and it would literally be in that hotel and in some backyards of people's houses where they would host the bands and they would have food and drinks and the, you would watch in someone's backyard as the band played. So real quick here, I'm on um, South by Southwest.com. Okay. In 1986, Ronald Reagan was president. Email was called electronic mail and was primarily primarily Mm-hmm. Use used, your words. used by universities in the military. The Berlin Wall was standing. The euro did not exist. Many phones and di- uh, many many phones used dials to enter numbers. An Apple Macintosh computer with 128k of RAM sold for five thousand five hundred dollars. Mm. Forty million CDs were made and sold worldwide. So it's 1986, 
And that's when a small group of people in Austin, Texas, began a series of long discussions about the future of entertainment and media. Go, Todd. So there you go. That's when it begins. But it quickly blossomed out to become an interactive festival, a film festival, and a music festival. If you go at the exact right time, you can interact with all this. Now, when I first started going, the first year that I ever went was because uh, my man crush, Bruce Springsteen, was the keynote speaker. Oh, a keynote. He and wasn't playing. He was just talking on it. He did end up playing, um, and I'll, I'll, let me get to that in two seconds. Oh, he, he ends up speaking, and I and I wanted to. I tell my wife, I said, "Look, I love Bruce. I would love to be in that room." And she, you know, to do that, you have to spend an extraordinary amount of money that I really didn't have to buy a pass, a badge that gets you in anywhere, and it's a lot of money. I'm and, not going to lie. I think now the this? fee is about eight hundred bucks. What year was this? Uh, been about seven years ago. Okay. Okay. So we're, we're past the odds. Okay. Yeah. So, so now if you buy one of these, it's 800 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Now what that will do for you is you can walk around and go anywhere. Yeah. If you're in now it's in the Austin convention center, it's huge. They have exhibit floors. So as a musician, I can walk through there and look at all the instruments. Yada, yada. That's fun for me. Different things. You can, then they have a thing called the day stage where you literally can, if you have that badge, go sit down. And they're just going to cycle bands through. Oh. About they, each band plays about three songs. Now, do you know? You get, do you know the band? Is there a lineup? Do they say now it's this, or is it kind of a surprise? Almost without question, you can always know what bands are playing and where. Now it becomes a bit of a challenge because some of these things, like this, is a very official South by Southwest music presentation when it's on the day stage. If you start going to the bars and whatnot, mm. those are unofficial south by southwest showcases but then there are there are venues stubs uh which is a barbecue place which has one of the coolest things in the world which is two stages behind this barbecue place and you can literally go stand in the middle of this big area mm -hmm. watch one band on the big stage and while they're tearing that band down you turn around and watch the one behind you mm -hmm. so you just ping pong back and forth all day long and see great bands i ended up getting to see loretta lynn there mm. it was just you know that's a once in a lifetime type thing for somebody that loves music to see somebody that huge okay so, so but basically what you do at south by is you know you you get there and it's a marathon of how many people can i see in a short amount of time right so, so I've got some other questions. I'm going to try and okay. I'm going to try yep. and interview. So we know what South by Southwest is now. We kind of know when it started. Mm -hmm. What was the reason? Was the reason you went that first year? Was it was professional or was it something that you obviously? If it's if it was started in '86 and slowly had built up, and now we're in you know the early 2000s. Um, obviously, you'd heard about it. You wanted to be there, but was it something? It was for you professionally that you went to, or was it no? I just want to go down there and check it out. It was entirely personal. It had nothing to do with professionalism. Um, I only ask because that's around the time that you and I worked for that one big company. So I didn't know if you were if we were down there working it or doing anything like that. No, I and I I tend to stay away from things like this because large festivals tend to wear me out just because sure. it's it's so much work. Um, yes. However, that first year. And it was partially because I had paid for that badge. Mm -hmm. I was able to. Did you go around showing everybody the badge? I did pretty much. Look at me. <laughs> <Here's my badge. laughs> um, I I was able to see everybody I wanted to. I was just able to walk in and do whatever. However, that real quickly, when you start thinking, well, I just paid a lot of money. Yeah. Is this really worth it? So in subsequent years, I did. I think I did it one more time and paid for it. Mm. But the year following that, 
you begin to learn about things and this takes me back to springsteen playing yeah yeah an artist like springsteen isn't usually the type of artist that's going to go here because they don't need to generate a new crowd well and that they they may feel at least the ones with with an ounce of respectability feel like they would be squashing the opportunity of another band if it becomes more about them you know that's exactly it but you know somebody like bruce walks in and, and what he does in his keynote is he's like i'm here for every one of you that's trying to get found i want to tell you how to do it and and it was it was motivational you can find it on youtube and there are a lot of people that I saw him. That's right. I did do it two years in a row because the next year was Dave Grohl of Foo Fighters did it. And his mm. was cool because he brings out, he's like, all you people that are doing um, garage band and all this, I'm going to show you garage band when I grew up. And he pulls back a cover and has a table that slanted toward the audience of nothing but cassette players. And he said, I'm going to show you how I did garage band. And he would record in one and do a little drum track. Oh. He would then, and he starts ping ponging those tracks around until he had mixed it. And it was just, astonishing to watch wow. somebody like that do it okay um but what i was going to say with artists like springsteen because they're so huge and people want to see them there's a lottery for tickets you can't just walk in it's not first oh. come first serve it's a lottery and for, for just general up, admission or for the for the high roller ticket that you got no you know it it, it was general admission they do and and wisely they do allow for the people with the badges are the first that get to register for it. Okay. Okay. And I'm sure it does preferentially weight it somehow because and you do pay. And we all talk about that. Look, if I have that badge, I should get some preferential treatment. Sure. Sure. Um, but I didn't get in to see Springsteen ultimately disappointed, but whatever I've seen him before. I'm fine. Oh, okay. So I, I misunderstood you. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sure the kind of listeners right on, right on beat with you, but of course me in my mind, I thought you were saying the tickets to attend South by Southwest were on lottery. You're talking about those performances, right? And okay. I saw him do the keynote, but I did not uh, get to see him perform. However, the next year, how did they notify you? Do, do you get an email or email or does your badge start glowing or? <laughs> It buzzes and glows. Right. Oh, flash. Oh, yeah. I get um, to see Debbie Gibson. Yay. Well, the following year I put in because there's this little known artist who's no longer with us called Prince. Never and heard I, of him. I put in for tickets and I got him. Wow. And well, I was going to get to that. I was going to get to that. I got to be in Prince's showcase and it was, oh, good Lord. He didn't go on until midnight and didn't finish till 2.30. Yeah. And it was long, but I was literally five feet from Prince nice. and it was just an amazing show. So I want to get that. And I want to back it up a little bit here. Um, mm-hmm. So you get down there. Where yep. do you stay? Do you stay pretty close? I mean, it, it, does your ticket get you housing or is it, is it kind of a free for all? So, cause Austin's downtown is not what you would consider a huge Metroplex downtown. It's actually still pretty small. So that means housing has got to be kind of a pain, right? Well, it's to, to be honest with you, it's getting bigger and bigger. And that's actually part of the problem right mm. now with South by is that you walk along and these neat little areas that did exist, they are smartly, smartly now building apartment complexes uh. and hotels all around it. Um, housing is a bit of a pain because now that we don't have to worry about buying badges, what we do now, we just simply decided all of us that I've gone with that it's a waste of money. Sure. Um, a, 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 one of the guys that we go with writes for the Dallas Morning News, so he gets his purchased by right. the Dallas Morning News. Right, right. The rest of us just we walk up, and you may pay a cover charge. You oh. know, and you walk up and oh, what's the cover? Oh, it's ten bucks, and I get to see how many bands. Oh, okay, ten bucks for six bands. Awesome, cool. Um, but 
I don't even remember where the question. <laughs> no, I was just I was talking about housing. Just I'm trying to paint a picture for the kind listener about like just like because there may be some some people that are in uh, in Omaha or Dallas that want to go and check it out. So I'm just you know for me especially from my perspective never being there and being a a professional traveler I'm like okay right. granted I'm excited about South by Southwest but where am I going to stay and how can I eat so. So to that, and now I remember yeah. why I said that. So what, when we were buying badges, when you buy a badge, it does come through and say, here's some of our preferred housing and you oh, get a okay. better rate. You get a better rate and it yeah. still is very high. Right. You have to book your hotel room almost a year in advance. Wow. So the guy that I've gone with books it and he's, he's cool because he knows that I am not, he stays for four days. Wow. I go in for a couple. I just can't yeah. do four. It just kills me. So you book that kind of thing. If you're coming next year, we probably within the next couple of months, I'll start looking. Um, and you and I can share a room if you if you're cool with that. Absolutely. And we would probably stay away from Austin. I do not stay in Austin. I either Uber into the city or I've driven my car quite a few years and get in there like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then and then food wise, and we're gonna I want to get into your experiences too. But just food wise, are there food trucks? Is is I mean I know you said the focus is is film music. Is there is food and you know the and the and the big wave that the food truck is riding in on now is that something that's still that that's a part of the show is cuisine a feature or is it mainly just like here's your boiled hot dog shut up and go watch Prince? No, you are there. You are never going to experience a shortage of places to get food. There are food trucks everywhere. Austin, I do believe, may have more taco joints. Yeah. Per let's say per every 15 feet of any major city I've ever seen. So you can find something and there's some good food. Um, these guys I go with, like I said, the one that I, I actually have shared a room with, I think in four days he saw 60 some odd bands. Wow. And he, he famously will tell you, I don't drink beer and I don't, I don't stop to eat. He actually did have dinner with us one night cause we were all exhausted. Yeah. I, I tend to, I need, the slow down moment, yeah, sit yeah, down yeah, and yeah. eat. So yeah. if you come down there with me, I promise we will find places to sit. Oh, sure. Cool places. And and the people watching alone with oh, this yeah. is just astonishing. Yeah. Well, I, I think we should start planning on it. I, you know, there's some things we can talk about pre-production wise as far as housing and some of our opportunities down there and everything. But right. um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to look at it. Okay. So um, going back real quick, go ahead. Can I offer yeah, one yeah. thing before that? Sure. Sure. I'm, I know you would have to fly in. I'm going to tell the kind listener, one of the things that wears me down, if you're a Texas person, if you want to save the money, drive yourself or take one of those buses. Like I said, super driving mega bus, mega bus driving is what wears me down. So I promise hmm. you next year, if I do this with you, I'm flying in because good Lord, after you or, drive four hours from Dallas to Austin, yeah. oh my God, you're beaten. I'm a huge driving fan. So here's the other thing we can do is I can swing through Dallas, okay, pick you up, and I don't mind driving. So you can sleep. Okay. And uh, then, you know, because I, I think I, this would be a great opportunity to uh, do some things for the kind listener and kind of take them with us and everything. But uh, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely look at that. Okay. So you go, you, you, you get to see Bruce Springsteen uh, keynote where he's speaking. Um, so for the, for the kind listeners that um, may or may not know, a keynote is generally at any type of convention. Uh, you have what's called a general session or plenary, which is a huge room with all kinds of fancy lights and a big stage. And your keynote speakers are your, your I was almost going to say rock stars, are your primary uh, speakers that, that drive most people to attend. So when I am on the road in my professional life and people are at a conference to study, I don't know, let's just say dental 
uh, technology, the association will pay to have Shaq come in, which has nothing to do with dental, but it's a big name star that'll come in and talk you know, in the sessions and people feel excited and everything. So obviously you got to see Bruce present just in, not in a playing, uh, but more in a, uh, presenting mode. How did he do? Did he do a pretty good job? It, it was astonishing. And I'm not just saying that because, uh, I'm a fan, right? He did um, good. I, I, I think you know me well enough to know that if I walked in and my greatest hero was boring and flat, I'd say, you know what? Love the dude. Shouldn't do right. this again. Now, my other question for you is, is sorry to interrupt, but a quick follow-up. When he started speaking, when he said, hey, everybody, welcome, I'm Bruce Springsteen, did he get up and then all of a sudden his microphone just kind of <laughs> and he's like, that's the secret of life. Goodbye, I'm Bruce Springsteen. Okay, so for the kind of listener that didn't listen when we actually reviewed Springsteen on Broadway, that's Just Jab, which I think that should be a new segment as well, Just Jab. Oh, well, there you go. Instead of Jeff's Judgment, Jeff's Jab, that's good. Yeah. I like it. Uh, no, Bruce was great. Good. He walked out. If you've if you've never heard Bruce, Bruce Springsteen speak, he already, even in concert, tends to resemble a bit of a preacher. Yes. yes. He, he's very evangelical, very excited. And he did a lot of that. And the funny thing was he didn't even actually pick up a guitar until halfway through the thing. And at I that point, everybody. they weren't even prepared for him to do that because he picked it up and he goes, come on, do y'all not know who I am? I'm going to play guitar. And he's doing it in jest, but they didn't even have the thing ready through the board. So right. he was he was fun. He was animated. I, I, I do tell everyone. And I'm saying it to the kind listeners and you, Jeff, go find it on yeah. YouTube. It's out there. It is a wonderful presentation as far as how the artist understands the craft that they want to do as well as executing for success. Real quick, I'm, I'm going to get selfish here and share a story because Bruce did the exact opposite. Because I'm sure when he picked up his guitar, everybody went nuts, right? Oh, everybody my God, lost yes. Their so, um, and I don't even know if you know this, but when I was in my stand-up days, I used to do a bit where I would take a guitar with me on stage, mm-hmm. an acoustic guitar, and I would get up, and I, I, I had, these are short um, uh, blocks of time, maybe five minutes that I would get up and do stand-up, and I would take that guitar, and I'd set it up there when I get on stage against the wall, start to tell my jokes and everything, and then right at the end, I would pick up the guitar and put it on, and, you know, start you know, fiddling with it. What is, I don't know what the technical term is when guitar players get up there and start prepping or whatever it's called. Doodling. So I'd get up there and do that and uh, start playing around and I would lean into the microphone. I go, do we have any Johnny Cash fans out there? And of course, uh, being in Texas and maybe, maybe, maybe nationwide, you know, woo! and I would say, oh, me too. I love Johnny Cash. I wish I knew how to play his songs. And then I'd walk off stage now, to the comedic mind for me, I really like that setup because I got to see their reaction um, and their reaction was not laughter. <laughs> <laughs> it was not appreciation. It was daggers. They're like, how dare you prep us? Because you could see putting on the guitar and starting to do it. They're like, oh, cool. You know, this, he's going to like, we're going to get something extra here. And then to immediately let him down was very cruel and I didn't do it long and it may be the reason why I'm not a stand-up comedian now but uh you made me think of that because just think how funny if if Springsteen had had you know Mm -hmm. put on the guitar and said ah I'm not gonna play today people would have freaked out 
I would like to say that your new best friend, Ricky Gervais, probably would have laughed hysterically at that. He might have. And you know what? We're, we have a phone call later. I'll ask him about that. But I, I'm, glad, <laughs> I'm glad at least you can, you can appreciate that because it is a little unfair. And, it, and it's an important thing is to stand up. Never leave the last laugh to you because <laughs> yeah. the audience doesn't like that. But I still don't regret doing it. And I thought it was kind of a fun bit to do. Um, okay. So enough of that. Um, getting getting uh, back on track here. You're you're at uh, South by Southwest. You've you've eaten. You've got your housing. Um, you know everything else is going. You've done it for a couple of years. Uh, I know that there's some music that you want to review, so we'll get into that. But um, kind of walk us uh, and the kind listener, us, me, and the kind listener, all of us through like your your experience this time. I mean, you've been there several times, so you're with your group of friends you normally go to. Do you drive down? Or are you riding with people? I drove down, like I said, because of the gig that I had. Oh, I tried right. to change my Megabus reservation, and Megabus. they wouldn't let me. At that point, I had no way to get back to play the gig. So the decision to drive was made. By yourself. At, yeah, I, I drove down. I went down later than I expected because, like you said earlier, work decided yeah. to go, oh, Todd, you can't be off today. Right. Um, do you have a mixtape you listen to when you're going down there? Do you're like, I'm going to listen to some of the bands I'm going to listen to? Or do you just throw in some Joni Mitchell? Smoke some weed and you're good to go. I don't smoke weed, <laughs> sir. Um, so no, you know, I, I have used Spotify before because they always have a South by South with uh, ah. playlist and they'll add in the bands that are coming. It's a great way to find them. And I do some of that beforehand because if you walk in, I'm sure you could do this and I've done it. And it, it, they were the worst years that I went where I didn't prepare anything. Yeah. And you're then you're going, I don't know who I want to see. So what oh. I will do usually at work, I'll put on that playlist and I'll if I hear a song, I'll stay with it. And otherwise I'm skipping while I'm working, skipping, skipping. And in fact, of the bands that I'm gonna go through here, yeah, and I'm only gonna play a minute of each of these, um I the I'd say three of them I, I knew of. Ooh, okay. I, a couple of them were happy accidents, and I am gonna put one in here at the very end that was my initial right. what the am I seeing? Right. And, but you get into town and what I do, the first thing I do is I ping my friends say, where are you and what, who are you seeing? Because that's my immediate thing. They might be seeing somebody I want to see and I know where to head. Well, they were all seeing something clear across town. I get into town and I knew that there were, there's a, a venue away from downtown, but within walking distance, about a mile and a half from where I park. Um, that is called South by San Jose. Oh boy. It's like, now that's, it's a, it's a show. It's a showcase. And I, I believe the word where the San Jose came from is it's always hosted by a radio station and they will actually take the recordings and play them on the radio station. I don't believe the original San Jose station is no longer doing it. Something along those lines. It's a New York station now. Oh but boy. my first thing is I park and I walk a mile and a half because I know two acts that I would desperately want to see. In fact, my number one, act that i want to see and is going to be the last thing we listen to joni was on that stage oh. yes joni mitchell yes and i was i had my big fat one i'm smoking is that what you want me to say <laughs> you heard it here first first folks um and remember I, I just want to say as we do this remember um no longer known as milk toast matt if you ever get tired driving just listen to the show Remember that. Remember that. <laughs> Just want to throw that out there. All right. So you get there. You know where you're going. You're pumped. Do you have a backpack on? You got some water? No, I don't. But I will tell you that this year I began to see the virtue of one of those little small backpacks that people wear. Yeah. Um, just having the stuff at your disposal. So when you come, 
that may be something we want to discuss is, you know, one of us wearing it or switching off as we get tired. You here's the thing over two days. And mm-hmm. I, I stayed just shy of two days. I saw 17 bands. Whoa. So you're constantly moving. If you're doing this right now, you can show up some of these showcases and you're going to end that you'll see three or four bands. It's very easy to see them. Mm-hmm. Um, you, if you are not prepared, um, you're kind of screwed. I, right now, Jeff can't see it, but I, I have a very high forehead. My family loves the forehead. That's because of and, Joni Mitchell. It is Joni Mitchell and weed smoking. <laughs> um, my, I put on sunscreen, but I didn't go into my hairline. So right oh. now, if you were here, I mean, oh. the deep, bright red ring around my head is horrible. You need to carry sunscreen because you're going to be outside. You're going to get your butt whipped. All right. What, what's, um, what's call time in the morning? What time are we getting up to start? Whatever you want, because you can go. One of these bands that I saw uh, was at a annual event called Bloody Mary Morning. And when you go, they give you tickets. You can and you can wait in the line oh. to get the Bloody Mary, but it's you're not going to see a band at that point. It's yeah. a long line. Yeah. Um, so you can start in the morning, you can start in the afternoon and you can stay up late, which I did each of them. One I one act I saw, uh, Laura Jane Grace, who is the lead singer of a punk band called Against Me. She played at one in the morning. And so I stayed up for her. But uh, when I saw Sun Talk, which is one of the bands I'm going to feature here, I saw them at Bloody Mary morning and I was there pretty stinky or stinking early. Mm. So it's it's whatever you choose. And there's no right or wrong to it. Um, I, I am of the mind that I do whatever my body tells me I can do because I am, like I said, I'm worn out. I've I put in. Let's see. I tracked my steps the first day and I put in twenty five thousand steps which I don't usually walk that much. Uh, the second day was just shy of 20. So you're constantly moving. You're constantly going. How far is 25,000 steps? That is uh, 25,000 steps is 9.47 miles. Yep. You're walking a lot. Wow. That's that's a lot. Yeah. Now, you look, Jeff, you don't have to. Now the thing, so there, you'll also see there are rickshaws all over the place. So you can hop on and some, you're mm-hmm. going to ride in the back oh, and no. somebody's going to bike you somewhere. Uh, Uber is everywhere. South by Southwest actually has little electric buses and yeah. they're, they maybe carry 12 people. And right. if you're lucky enough to find one, you can hop on and take oh, yeah. it and go wherever. On a show site, we're, we're used to walking. I think my record is around 16 miles in a day. So, yeah, I mean, you yeah. can, yeah, we'll get out there. We'll, we'll walk around and, and check it out. All right. So this, do you want to get into your bands now? Yeah. And, okay. and I'm going to tell you right up front because we tried this to let me play it from my computer. A couple of these, I'm going to do my best. Uh, they may have ads at the first. So you may want to edit this out post. I got you. I got you. I've got the first one. I've had the first one ready to go here since. uh, Well, the the first one's not where we're going to start. Oh, oh, (laughs) (laughs) that's the sorry. (laughs) I see how it works. All right. So are we starting with three or five? Let's start with the second one. And I'll you cue that up and I'll talk about it. So the band Strumbellas are a Canadian band that have actually been around. The song I'm going to play here was one that they had a minor hit with a few years back. Uh What you'll see is these are bands that can have minor hits. They can do whatever, but they're coming to really push that second and third album, or they may be an entirely new band. I saw these people at uh, Bloody Mary uh, Morning. Go ahead. That's them. And basically, you don't often see crowds like you would at a rock show i'm standing there and i'd seen the previous band we're going to talk about in a minute um 
And all of a sudden, the throng of people came up on me, and the crowd was singing this song with them. And I went, wow. well, this must be a hit. But a, a unique band where it's not harmonized vocals, it's choral vocals. So they're all singing the same notes, and it's this big sound. A lot of fun. So if you want to cue it up and play something. Yeah. got it i mean they're they're a fun band um I, I they're one of those bands that when i see this am i wowed like wow that's the best band i've ever seen no but i i'm immediately taken to when somebody can create art and a throng of people can follow into it and the crowd was singing along with them going nuts loving it fun band so there are now on my radar to listen to to give them a chance to and that's kind of what i hope out of south by is i find new acts to listen to so i do have i do have a follow-up question and, and thank you for sharing that because that, that i do like the sound of that is that is a, a a group to go see that you can participate and feel like you're you're with them because that's obviously a group singing they, they sound a wee bit irish um how do you get selected? How does one get to South by Southwest? I mean, are there South by Southwest agents among us going around and listening to bands? Do they submit? It's it's actually pretty easy. You South by will open up the website. I would imagine it'll probably open up within the next month or so where they start looking at the new bands. And what what happens is they will listen. And if they're going to put you on a featured showcase, mm then they'll put you wherever, but then the venues also start listening and you try to push it out there because these unofficial showcases, Bl uh, Bloody Mary Morning is an unofficial showcase. And, but that's a huge stage with a lot of people watching. Yeah, yeah. So there are a lot of opportunities for that. So getting in, not that hard. In fact, you'll find I've, I've gone before to bars off the beaten path who yeah. are playing South by Southwest who aren't featured by anybody. And some of them stink. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah, going to yeah. see bands. You're like, yeah, you're not that good. Yeah, but it, you can play Austin if you want to play at that time. You're going to play it, and you'll also see tons of people busking on the street. So, so my idea is you and I play. It's we ha we get two cajones, and all right, I won't even go down that. I, won't even I, go I like the name of our band is Cajones, <laughs> and I know where that was going, and I love it already. And it's so, just you and me, one who can play, one who can't really play. <laughs> We're doing it. We're doing it. And we'll just get t-shirts made up called the cojones. In fact, that'll be the official, the other kind radio band that we have just started three seconds ago. Love um, it. I love it. But we'll spend it. We'll, we'll spell it um, friendly. It won't, you right. know, we will. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll make it tasteful. It'll be tasteful cojones. That's even worse. Let's not use that band name. All right. So I don't want to deter too far. You got, you got to uh, deter too far. You've got something to say. No, I, I was just going to move on to the next one oh, if you're sure. ready to move on. Yep, which one's that one? Um, and and this I'm I'm taking the South by Spirit, which is I've seen you. Let's go. I okay. got to see somebody else. Um, let's jump to Robert Ellis. Reminds me of my Ooh. early dating when I first started <laughs> dating. A lot of them were wow. like seeing you on the next one. Robert Ellis. Okay, give us give us a little rundown. I'll get it queued up here for you. Robert Ellis is somebody that I've actually followed for a while. I this is an older song. He has a brand new album, and he's now 
calling himself the piano man of Texas. He he does a lot of shtick oh in his boy. performing. He used to come out wearing one of those, and I don't know what they're called, but they're those Western suits that are real flamboyantly flourish. But here's the thing. He is, I, I'm going to go so far as to say a virtuoso guitar player and a virtuoso pianist. Mm. He adds a lot of jazz infusion to his stuff, and you'll hear this in this this song. This is called California. I love this song. I am envious of people who can play like this. The fact that he can play guitar and keys like this. The fun thing about this is I knew Robert was about to go on stage. I knew currently he he shows up instead of that flamboyant Western outfit. Now he's wearing a white tux with a big white hat. Oh. I look behind me and they're over at the hot. There, here's your hot dog stand. There literally well, is one in South by San Jose. There's this guy in this white tux, and I walk up and go, you must be Robert. And he's like, I am. And I end up talking to him for a bit. You get to talk to these people sometimes. Wow. And I tell him, I'm a fan. I've seen you before, you know, and we talked a little bit about his new music. And I was like, it's so different in some ways than the old stuff. You know, you get to have these conversations. He still played this song when we when I saw him, and it was changed a little bit. So if you're going to go, they're going to be artistic, and they're going to do their things. But go ahead and bring that up, and you'll hear it's a jazzy thing. But when it gets to the chorus, it's such a gorgeous chorus. So I want to at least stay with it until then. So go ahead and bring it up, Jeff. Robert Ellis, California. Standing alone, she is remembering every fight with him. Thinking alone, what am I doing here in this ghost town? He's gone. There isn't a reason for me to stick around. And she says, Maybe I'll move to California with the unbroken part of my heart I still have left. Maybe I'll fall in love again someday. I'm not gonna hold my breath. I'm not gonna hold my breath. So that's a taste of who Robert Ellis is. He he's a very tasteful musician. His band is so tight, so good. Um, he has a lot of fun with things. He has actually a, a song where I think it's a little bit of a wink and a nod to the Jimmy Buffetts of the world. Now that he calls Topo Chico for the little lime infused or lemon infused uh, sparkling water. And he came out and when he's singing it, and it's very silly fun, he actually shook one up and spewed it all over. So, you, you know, you're going to go and it's going to be a bit of a rock show, but man, the dude is just phenomenal. And the funny thing was, everywhere I went from that point on, there he was. I went to another show of a band called The Nude Party, and suddenly I'm looking, Whoa. there's Robert Ellis right beside me. Ah. So you're going to see these people like that all the time. Now, are they press friendly too? I mean, if we had better been better prepared and had uh, something for you to do a quick interview for him, do you think you would have done it? Or Without you, question. Okay. Now there, there may be some that are like screw off. Um, yeah. But so many of these people, and when I get to my favorite act of this, I'll, I'll, I'll quickly tell the story of how available they made themselves. Oh, so cool. just in the sake of time, why don't we move on to the next one, yep. which is bad moves from Washington, DC. This is kind of fun because I didn't know anything about bad moves. My friend that I was with knew of them, wanted to see them. And you want to talk off about off the beaten path. This may be where I put in half of my walking for that day was trying to get to this thing. It was literally in the backyard of someone's house. It was one of those kind of things. But this is a little four-piece band and a little bit punky. But the thing that's cool, again, is we don't have harmonized vocals. We have choral vocals where they're both on the same note, essentially. Now, I think in this song that I picked, they may actually harmonize a bit. A lot of fun. Cute kids. They are young, and they were, you know, 
basically introducing angsty songs, but hey, we're still happy about it. Here's a fun song about it, you know? Right. just you you get right on these people and i may actually share some photos eventually on the twitter feed so people can see just how close you get to these yeah please do i will i'll put put those up tomorrow but let's listen to a bit of bad news It's straight ahead little, it's really peppy pop rock is what it is, but a little bit of punk in it, just a little bit to make it angsty. And when they're live, you're really getting some of it. They're a fun band. Cool. If you, if you like your bands full of energy, humility, but mixed with a little angst, check them out. So then I've got a follow-up question for you that I had during the music that was playing and now I'm trying to remember and now I can't remember. Uh, but, 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 angsty, but, but, uh, I'll think of it in a minute here, but it was a follow-up question. Oh man, I do like them. They sound they sound good. Oh, I know. Uh, so you know, obviously, um, we're playing a little bit of their music here, and of course, if uh, anyone anyone wants to reach out and uh, request that we pull it down, please send your request to info at theotherkindradio.com. We are friendly. We're just trying to we're trying to get a little uh, pub out there for those bands. But that being said. Um, are all of these bands available on iTunes? Are they available on SoundCloud? Do they do they self promote? I mean, where can we tell? Like, if a kind listener likes uh, Bad Moves Crushed Out, where can they go to purchase it? You absolutely can. You, obviously, you search for them, and you can go to their website and purchase it. Oh, Look, yeah, yeah. Here, here's what does happen for an artist: if you're going to Spotify, the artist is is losing. They don't. It's great right. for you and I as music fans because right. we pay nothing. It pays nothing. They make no money. If you want to support an artist. Getting into vinyl is a great way to support them. They make a ton of money off that. Um, Going and purchasing things from them helps. You can always find it there, but yes, they're on Spotify. There's no shortage of ways that you can find these people. And what I'm going to do, I'm not just going to post pictures. I'm going to tomorrow spend a little time posting links to these people. Yeah, so that people know where to find them. Because, you know, I know, again, I mean, when it comes to what we can and can't play sample wise on the podcast, I understand there's there's a gray area. But um, and of course, we'll we'll be more than happy to entertain anybody's questions or concerns. But the main thing is, is I want to just make sure that somebody hears one of these bands that you're talking about, that they can go out and get their music, because that's the important thing. We're not using it to in any way enhance necessarily uh, our reach of our show. But as a kind listener, I'm sure they expect us to kind of keep them up to date. So all that being said, go check them out and feel free to buy a couple of their songs. Like I didn't even know about the vinyl thing. Yes. Go out and buy one of their records. Vinyl's coming back and support the band. And I'm glad you made that note about Spotify. Spotify because not a lot of people know that and and yeah. you know on the short end people are saying well I pay my whatever a month you know I'm supporting them no not really if you really want to support a band go buy their album go buy their music and you know buy a t-shirt do something yeah, where they actually something. generate money all right let's I'm, I'm digging this everything has been so good so far uh give me another one that you want to talk about now well and and, and the funny thing I want to wrap one point to this when sure. you talk about how do you find these people the irony is my number one act that we'll get to they were so hard to find because I found one YouTube clip before I saw them. I was like, God, they're good. Right. 
And the funny thing is they just got signed to a major independent label. And so now, sure enough, with South by now it's starting to come out. Uh, they're really pushing them hard. So usually when you find these people, you can find their music. So moving on next, this is a band that I saw at Bloody Mary Morning called Sun Talk. Uh, Nashville singer, songwriter, multi-instrumentalist, and producer Joseph LeMay is the head of this band. And they just released their album. They were... As, as they played, they let us know, hey, we're even going to be on CBS Saturday morning Ooh. this weekend. And I watched them, and they're great. This is straight ahead Nashville rock with a little bit of country infusion. And when I say that, you know, that's not going to be boom, digga, boom, digga, boom. It's right. going to be just a country twinge to it. So a great sound, very approachable. So let's take a listen. I'm trying here. Also, it's S-O-N talk. Uh, yes. The, and the song is The One Who Breaks Your Heart. Here on The Other Kind Radio. just samples um what was kind of fun about this band and and as a drummer that's really where i started my musical career when i see another drummer trigger a drum machine before they start playing i usually go oh oh, what you don't do that (laughs) but it was kind of cool what it kept putting me in the mind of was that this guy who writes this music at some point made a demo and probably he brought the demo in and i could almost hear the drummer hearing his the guy's little drum machine beat behind it and Mm -hmm. going Hey, what if I lay on top of it? Cool mm, little band. A mm. lot of fun, very simple uh, songs, but really the best songs in the world to me are the simplest. Yeah, And I think some of what he does is exactly that. The, the guy is blowing up and you go read about him and he, the critics adore him there. I hate the critics and all that, but I just mentioned him, but he's getting a ton of attention right now. So, so that's Sun Talk spelled S-O-N-T-A-L-K. Uh, I I like that one. That sounded good. I, I like the way that he uh, kind of constructed the beginning of the song. And then I'm always a big fan of when the drums kick in and right. the bass line kick in that kind of just start to uh, plow uh, or set the set the, the, the stage for what's going to come on top of it. I thought that was I thought that was great. Where are we going next? Too. So let's go next to I'm, I'm going to save my favorite band for the very last. Okay. I, next, we're going to my what am I seeing? Okay, this is the what am I seeing? Um, this was when I went to the container bar, which is kind of off the beaten path, but it's a a Rainier, Rainier, Rainier street, a pretty well-known little stretch that has a ton of cool little venues. And this is literally made out of shipping containers and you walk in and there were a few bands that I wanted to see. I'd never heard of, I don't know if it's Chai or Kai. I don't know how they say it. Now we've all heard about K-pop, which has been very hot here recently with the little, Asian American, not not even Asian, Asian pop 
pop bands that are almost like in sync and whatnot hitting. They even played Colbert not too long ago. Well, this is J-pop, which stands for Japanese pop. I actually had to look it up. This is four young girls. I don't know how young they are. Two of them, I, I had a feeling that two of them were twins. And I, I'm, I'm so hesitant to ever ask. I'm sorry, they're twins because right. they're all Asian. And I was afraid somebody would go, what, do you think they all look alike? Right, no, right, right. they really look alike. And as I look, they are twins. They come out dressed alike. And I will post the picture. When I say it, it looks like their mom made these costumes for them. Um, it's, I'm going to try and pull up the picture while I talk about this. It's like orange tops, pink pants with reflector stripes on them. And they're all wearing Doc Martin boots. Hmm. And it was like, what is this? And then they all, as they play their instruments, and that's the important thing. They did play their instruments. They're all moving in choreographed steps. Yeah. And I'm like, and then they sing as though they've sucked helium all day long. It's easy to the voices. And I'm like, what is this? <laughs> right. Then in the middle of it, they stop and they're singing something in Japanese that I don't know what it is. But I'm like, I know that melody until they finally get to the chorus and they're doing this a cappella. And it's, you are the dancing queen. Oh, nice. And I was like, okay, well, great. So let's take a listen to this. All right. This is Chai, and uh, the song is Choose Go from South by Southwest. here just it, it's it's pop there's nothing wrong with it but if you're forced to when you're you're watching these these showcases are more about 30 minutes and they're pretty punctual when you go to south by it's they get 30 minutes and they'll even have somebody come on and go you got five minutes left okay five minutes we're gonna do one more song well, we love you blah, 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 and they run off right? right these kids i will give them credit they were cute they were infectious but sometimes when you're infectious, it can be a disease. Right, right. And after 30 minutes, I was like, okay, I, this is not my world. It was just, it's weird. Yeah. And I don't quite understand why that's so popular. Well, you know, it's, um, I, I may have a, 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 an answer for you here. Uh, I am going to go ahead and say, yes, they are twins. I'm watching, obviously, the link you send me is their video. Um, they are infectious. Um, I'm on, but the first thing, after listening to a little bit of their song, um, I'm going to have to say that they kind of remind me of a group named uh, Devo uh, that was mm -hmm. popular many, many years ago that my father raised me on. Um, they, you know, again, not, it's a different sound, but it's kind of that, you know, uh, electronic. And then with their dancing moves and kind of being what they were doing on the video, I was like, oh, this is kind of like Devo. So... Uh, yeah, and a, when I looked up J-pop, it even says that, that they'll off, often reference 80s music. But apparently the Asian cultures have a, an extreme infatuation also with the Beatles and the construction of quick, effective, simple pop songs. Yeah, yeah. And well, I could, once I heard that, I thought, okay, yeah, they had some hooky stuff. The thing was is that, again, they were so high-pitched that after a while I was like, oh, my God, I got, <laughs> I got to leave. That's the old man in you uh, coming is. out. But, but but hey, you know, the great thing is, just like with the cuisine or film or anything else, uh, you went out there, you went on a ledge, you tried something a little bit different. So, I mean, kudos to you for that. Now, did you hear about them on Spotify or, or again, did you just you just kind of ran across them? Yeah, they, they happened to be there. There was a band called The Beths. 
that I wanted to see who were good, but didn't make my top of the list, but were good. And they preceded the best. So that's why I saw well, there you go. And make sure you uh, support this band, go out and uh, get some of their stuff off Spotify or not Spotify. See there, I went directly against what I said, iTunes or get their uh, LP or whatever. Okay. Where are we headed to next? We're, we're wrapping up this segment okay. and we're going to, we're going to get to my number one band. And this was a band that in my listening to stuff, I came across and immediately I thought, wow, you don't hear acts like this often mm-hmm. in South by very truthful infusion of R&B and soul um, to the point that I was a little shocked that somebody was doing this. So when I walked that long distance to South by San Jose, it was to see both Robert Ellis and Black Pumas. And that's the name of this band, Black Pumas. They're out of Austin, Texas. Um, And it's, you don't, honestly, even though a few of, uh, he and Robert Ellis, I'm sorry, they and Robert Ellis are both from Texas. You don't usually just get a preponderance of Texas bands in this. This is people from, again, Japan. Um, I show up, I'm at the very front of the stage. I, I knew within minutes, holy crap, I'm seeing something entirely different. Because what you'll get at South By is you get people who sing and perform, but you don't get a performance. Eric Burden, the lead singer of this, oh my God, is a star in the making. So let's take a listen real quick and I'll come back and talk to him. Talk about it. So you can hear that very slow, deep groove. It was just mesmerizing. Phenomenal musicians. This young man singing at the front with two backup singers next to him. They're so gracious that even though these two little kids there with their parents, he pulls the little kids on stage and dances with them very sweetly. And then the backup singers took the girls in their arms and walked over to do their background vocals with the girls there. And, I'll share this video because they shot when you go to South by you'll often see cameras in front of you and they're shooting really good video. And the cool thing is, is as I showed it to my wife, she went, there you are, there you are, there Ah, you are. I'm in the ah. video so much, but you can see that his interaction with these people, he is one of those performers that there is no stage. Mm. We are all his stage. And I don't Mm. mean that to be all, Ooh, Hey, and here's my Johnny Mitchell smoking pot moment. Whoa. Hey man, he's jumping off. They've got the subwoofers in front. He's running out on them to touch the people and, and work with them. He jumped off the stage to go dance with other people. And I was like, you don't see performances like this. And I even asked my friend that I travel with who has been going for years. Do you see people perform like that? He said, not very often. Wow. And this was one of those that immediately I thought I have to meet this person. Mm. I have to tell them, holy shit. Right. And what I kept thinking was they're going to be huge. And you, I can see them being on Saturday Night Live and having that feature. I saw Alabama Shakes a few years back right before they were on mm-hmm. Saturday Night Live. Margot Price was the same thing. He has that same feel. And he told the story during the performance, you know, I actually ended up seeing them by accident another time. You ask about, are these scheduled? But with Black Pumas, they actually were a special guest and they hadn't announced who it was. I walk in and there they are. Mm. And you tell, you know, obviously they're going to do the same set. And one one standout, and I can't find it, they cover the Beatles' Eleanor Rigby. Mm. 
Oh my God. When I can finally find that, I will post it on the Twitter. Anyway, he tells the story of, look, three years ago, I was busking on the streets of Austin. People passing me by, barely giving me a dollar. And now I'm up here. So it's a very positive message of follow your dreams. Don't give up. So I walk up to him afterwards and he stays in the crowd. He's meeting people. And when he turns to you, those, his face is just like, I'm here with you. Hmm. And all I did was take his hand. And I just said, I, I can't say anything besides damn. And he just starts laughing. And he said, is that a good damn? I said, damn. And wow. I, I told him, I'm like, you give me hope for everything. You guys are phenomenal. He hugs me, takes pictures with me and just this, the sweetest, most gregarious person. Then the next night when I see him at the surprise performance, he's doing it with other people. He is just one of those people that is, He's special. Nice. Phenomenal. So I, I will definitely post a video of them because I want people to see him perform. He is outstanding. That's great. And, and, and the of course, the producer in me is going like, you know, we need to reach out and see if he'd be willing to do a, a short interview or something like that. Of course, we'll talk about that uh, off air. I have but, no doubt that he would. But, you know, how cool would be that? I mean, I, and I think that would be such a such a great thing because. Having been someone that has never been to South by Southwest, I'm not a big concert venue person, and I and I know you you perform and and I think you know the venue and the atmosphere I like when I go and watch what's the name of your band, the City Folk with you and yes. Super Superstar Steve. I like those gigs. I like them because I know you guys and 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 I like making a lot of noise and supporting you. But you know, as far as going and hitting those really large venues and those really loud venues, sometimes they can be. Uh, a little difficult and generally, you know, I want to stand out in the back and, and uh, just kind of observe. But I think you've done an excellent job here of kind of walking us through, you know, the South by Southwest experience. And, you know, I'm kind of pumped now. I kind of, I'm looking forward to trying to see what we can work out to go down there and do that. And, um, you know, have that experience. Cause it sounds like, especially for someone like me, having someone like you in my corner that's been there many years, I think we'd be able to find some cool stuff and uh, get some good interviews. And then at the same time, just have a really good time. Well, the funny thing is, is I tell my wife when I got back, I'm like, I say this every year. I'm so exhausted. I don't know if I want to go next year, <laughs> but I know you want to go. And so that's been in the back of my mind. Okay. Maybe you can talk me into it. You just talked me into it. You literally did because having your energy there to do that. Let's, let's talk to these people. Yeah, I it, it could be. It, I I saw so many people that you know were great too. That I'm sure these people would be more than willing to be a part of it. Yeah, and get their names out there. That's what they're trying to do. We'll get some T-shirts. We'll get a little T-shirt, the other kind radio, and we'll we'll throw that out there. And I guarantee you, I will go for as long as you are comfortable. I don't. I'm sure after being there a day or so, you know, we'll do whatever time span that you want to. Right. Uh, but I think it'd be a great way to celebrate another year of the other kind radio, and then also just for me personally, experience. But, um, you know, just to go and and kind of see all that, and then bring some of that back to the kind listener because we do have uh, a lot of listeners internationally too. That I hope they enjoyed some of the music they heard today and then at the same time um you know we'll go out and kind of get a little broader taste because my my final question for you when it comes to south by southwest and these type of music festivals um something and and again you exposed me to bands that i've never heard before we hadn't had any conversation in a pre-production about this but having gone to south by southwest and seeing these bands develop and grow and do their thing what is your opinion of of these you know the the america's got talent or the voice or some of these others and i understand those are more singing or vocal based 
But I wonder, you know, how much of an impact um, that has on an artist where they're they're in a competition versus just going out and doing their thing and finding their audience the the uh, organic way, if you will, kind of like we're doing in, with the talk show and just kind of getting out there and doing our content. And, you know, hey, man, if you like it, check it out. If you're not, you know, that's cool, too. I I am of the mind that I have no problem with those contests. I think they're. I think the reason you don't see a ton of people succeed off of that. Sure. You've got your Carrie yeah. Underwoods and you've got Kelly Clarkson, but really how many past that have been superstars? I think the reason being is being able to sing and being an artist are two vastly different things. Yeah. And um, if you can sing, you can often catch lightning in a bottle of, wow, I love what they do. But right. I think what you're seeing here, I think maybe to me the artistic depth of these people reaches a little bit further okay um i i don't want to be unfair, unfair to people like that because no, no. they're great in their own right but yeah. i i hey however you find your audience find them right well thank you so much for doing that that was that was fantastic to go through and and again i encourage anybody that's heard some of that music to go out and support those groups any final words as far as that before we uh, shut things down for the day the only thing I'm going to tell the kind listener, and I'm going to tell you, if you're going to go to South by Southwest, invest in some good earplugs that actually get all the soundscape, the sonics, the range. Otherwise, you will not be hearing for days. <laughs> right. Earplugs. We'll try and find some. We look forward to seeing those pictures and videos, Todd. Thank you so much for doing that. That is uh, a, a very close and intimate look at South by Southwest uh, from a gentleman, again, who's been going for years and I think is uh, more than uh, qualified to give us some insight into what is known as South by Southwest. Well, uh, that concludes this episode. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Hopefully, if you've been drinking and you're being safe, but you've gotten home, maybe you've had a couple whiskeys and, and you're hammered, hopefully you will uh, fall asleep to this lovely beat that's laid down there for you. I want to remind you, you can reach us at info at the other kind radio, Jeff at the other kind radio, or Todd at the other kind radio.com. We're available on Twitter at Talk Radio. And, uh, Love to hear your feedback. Maybe you went to Southwest and have some pictures of things you want to share with us on the show. Send it in. We'll be more than happy to talk to you. We'll see you next week. Look forward to talking to you. We are The Other Kind Radio. The Other Kind Radio.